0: What's up Columbus? Welcome back to Columbus cast. I'm Laura. I'm Julia. And you're listening to Ohio's greatest podcast. Yes, we are in week
1: three of manifesting it. So if you're listening to it, then it must be true. So we need the like Laura had to pray to St. Anthony for her um, microphone stand and it magically turned up so if you know the Hashtag. patron saint of podcasting yeah up. oh
0: my gosh yeah if you if
1: you know then let us know what it is all right on that note what'd you do this weekend Julia um I was in Dayton for Saturday and Sunday so went to Frickers which is Roosters but it's so much better for some reason and then also drink some October beers and I'm trying to think what else i did oh went to a pumpkin patch and also back to columbus on friday i went to a real happy hour and it was from 4 to 9 p.m at bar 23 and it was five dollar martinis and it was all the martinis do you on like menu. martinis yeah i think martinis are absolutely disgusting oh i love martinis because you can taste the alcohol in them isn't it like gin not all the time sometimes it's vodka and like olive juice or something no these ones were so good they were like um I'm trying to think of which ones I had. I had a Snickers one, which is like a chocolate. They're kind of like mudslides. Like a lot of them were mudslidy. Uh uh-huh. um I had one that the was only- like raspberry vodka and chocolate. <laughs> it was really good. The only good ever
0: um, martini I had was at Lawbird Bar back in the pre-COVID days. And Lawbird Bar, I feels like their old vibe was like trying too hard and their new vibe is like cool local stuff and like Have you been to their takeout bar yet? Have you seen them? No, I haven't. I've seen it on Instagram. I haven't been there yet. So now we know Bar 23 has happy hour until 9 p.m. on Friday. Every day. Every day. It's including Saturday? Yeah. That's not even a happy hour. That's just like a. That's just deals. Well, I think we have some more talk about alcohol later in the podcast. So stick yeah. around for that. I will share what I did this weekend. No one's asking, but I went to Hawking Hills. Yay. Another annual uh I know. I did Lint Fruit Farm for- like last week and this week I did Hawking Hills. Um, let me just tell you, we went on Saturday and it was like a fairly nice day, kind of cold, like a nice fall, crisp air. Um, and it was like packed. Like there was no parking anywhere. We had to park wow. like a mile up the road. Yeah. Um, um, for It wasn't the old man's cave trail that we did, but it was like one of the other really popular trails that we did. We hiked around the um the lake. I forgot what the lake is called. Lake Rose, maybe? It's the one that's like dammed. Um anyway, it was really pretty. The leaves weren't quite ready yet, but I feel like if you go like next weekend, it might you might start to get some good foliage. One other thing when I was there, um, I love to go up the fire tower. Have you ever been up the fire tower like in Hawking Hills?
1: No, I've only been to Hawking Hills once and it was kind of enough for me. TBH. (laughs) Um so I love that fire tower because if you go in the fall you
0: can see like all the foliage all around, but unfortunately it's closed. So it's like uh, closed off barricaded.
1: Darn because I I love a good fire tower. Because I know. the reason I like Hawking Hills is because it's, it's actually, I don't yeah. want it, like, I don't care for it. I feel like I'm just walking in the woods. Like, I might as well just, it's pretty. It's, you know, it is what it is, but I want to, I want to be, yeah. Open. Well, I feel
0: like if you want, like, kind of some elevation, um, Mohican State Park is a really cool place to check out. It's a little bit further of a ride, actually, it's probably yeah. about an hour. I think about they're close. Yeah, I think they're both about an hour away, and that one has a fire tower too. I haven't been there, so I don't know if it's open, but. I love. I don't know. I just love like a fire tower lookout. You can go and see. It's like a little bit scary. Yeah, that's like my edge. Hmm. <laughs> Um, And while I'm on the topic of parks, I also went to Innis Woods Botanical Gardens for the first time on Tuesday this week. So, or Monday, whatever, someday, some work day. And it was so pretty. And there were so many flowers that were still in bloom. There was like a rose garden. There's boardwalk trails. So like these trails through the woods. Um, It's super, super, super well done, super well maintained. It was just so pretty all around. And I think that Nathan and I were the only ones there that weren't taking pictures. It was like engaging photo family photo you know anniversary photo you name it first day school photo there was like so many people there with their photographer
1: felt out of place but it's very pretty have you ever been nope it's another cool one to check out once again i have trouble just going to like parks to walk around i don't know why because i love to run i run all the time yeah but I, for some reason just like going to a park and walking around just like it doesn't do it for me yet i'm not at that age <laughs> (laughs) Or I need a dog. If I get a dog, I'll do it. Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. I think it's just like for us, it's a nice way to just
0: like get outside and explore more of what makes Columbus so cool. Yeah, I just do that through food. Yeah, it's another great way to do it. I feel like it's so hard to do through food right now, but yeah, like restaurants, I have a whole list of restaurants that I want to go to once they like reopen if they're still there, which like rip.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, um, 614 just put out their column best issue. Oh. And so we, I want to pick that up. Number one podcast? Podcast. <laughs> number one podcast. Um, I want to pick that up and use it as sort of like a bucket list of like, I've done this. I haven't done this. Like oh, that's cool main So anyway, we can get into news off of that point yeah. because talking about 614 first stories from 614 kind of. And it's basically about um, snow days are going away. And when I saw this, I was like, man, what more can 2020 take from us? And now they're taking the snow days. (laughs) I'm not even in school and I'm upset. Uh, Um, But now with all the virtual learning, obviously they are like, hey, we don't even need snow days. We can just tell the kids to learn at home. home. Yeah. Kind of like how you do with work where you're like, it's a snow day. I'm not coming into work, but you You have to work from home, everything at home. So loses it's losing its magic but anyway that that makes sense so that's for all like what local columbus city schools that's for all of ohio ohio is one of at least five states now that allows e-learning days to replace the calamity days and that's actually been the case in ohio i guess according to the surgical since 2011 but has been rarely used because most times school districts don't set up for that because it's too much like time yeah to teach the teachers how to teach online and now they know that everybody's like set up and now now they kind of had to so they're like yeah I guess no more snow days yeah so that is a sad thing that 2020 has ripped away from us um that's so funny moving into another thing 2020 is also about to rip away from us probably is Halloween so (laughs) I promise this podcast gets more positive, maybe. Um, Basically, they've put out the um, Celebrating Halloween in the Responsible Restart Ohio guidelines. And in the recommended best practices, it's basically saying hayrides, haunted houses, and trunk or treating events should be canceled slash avoided. Trunk or treating? Is that where you like go to a parking lot and you just... Yeah. It's like a big thing with like churches, I think. Like everybody comes and parks their cars and you go from like trunk to trunk. I don't know. Um, I've only, I've only ever done it at a church. I've never done it like not at a church and it's normally not on the same night as Halloween. Yeah. Um, so you can normally hit like two things, but that was also back in Virginia. Things could be different here. Yeah. Um, but it also strongly recommend that Ohioans exercise caution when participating in trick or treating basically saying like, yeah, this activity of going door to door, um, to get candy from a stranger's home and being in contact with a bunch of different households. Other than Not yours, a good idea. It's actually like high risk. That honestly um, makes me so sad because I live in a place right now
0: where I feel like there's like kids on my street. I could plausibly get trick or treaters. And I was like, for a while, I was like, that's so exciting. Like, I feel like a true adult. Like, I'm going to give children candy for free that I bought with my own money, but I don't know. Maybe I'll have to like
1: leave a bowl out on my Yeah. This is saying to consider lower and moderate risk activities, such as holding a drive through or drive-in trick or treat event where children in costume and face coverings stay in cars, collecting treats from individuals spaced out at least six feet apart. That sounds so sad. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway- Leaving treats for friends and neighbors Holding drive-by costumes and car Decorating contests yeah it's just It's just not the same it doesn't Doesn't feel as um, good but they Also have like so far it doesn't Look like anybody is um, canceling Their trick-or-treat times Columbus Is doing their trick-or-treat October 29th from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, And then How some other big cold? Ones. Yeah Westerville Can- They all look like they're doing them October 29th most mm-hmm. of the suburbs except for um, Grandview which is October 31st. So we'll see what happens October 29th and if I get trick or treaters October 31st. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I want them, but at the same time, I don't want them. So <laughs> I don't want them unsafely, but it would be nice to to see little kids in costumes. I feel like I need that in my life right now. Yeah, I know. So speaking of other things
0: being impacted by COVID, I think we've seen the news that like bar, the ban on alcohol sales is still in place. So after is it 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock right 10 now? 10 o'clock.
1: Okay. Um, liquor sales between 10 and 6 a.m. or it used to be food, beer, wine, and liquor and now it's just liquor I believe. So beer and wine and food you can still serve? Yeah the curfew has been lifted for late night dining so okay just just food so you can now um, have food after 10 p.m. but not alcohol. Got it. Just because obviously this is affecting businesses a lot and especially yeah. with like the start of college football season like bars at Ohio State have to be really, really, really hurting. I really hope they don't all close suffer. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them have already closed. I mean, otherwise the they're just gonna but... knock them down. Yeah, they're just gonna yeah, knock so them down. <laughs> really, there's not a whole lot left. But I'm still, still upset about it.
0: Is that why more and more kids from OSU campus like go to
1: Short North? Yeah, I that's think... pretty. No, that's definitely it. Because I mean... last
0: year I went out and I feel like I told this story. I was with my friend and we were at a bar. I think we were at Pint House. And a bunch of guys walked in in suits, and when you normally see that at a bar, like late at night, you're like, "Oh, they just went to a wedding, right?" And mm-hmm. so we were like, "Oh, these guys just came for a wedding," and they come over and they start talking to us, and we're like flirting, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we just had formal." They're like, "Oh my chai chai," and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing."
1: Yeah. Because they're like seventeen. How do they even get in this bar? There's there's like barely any bars on OSU's campus anymore. So you have yeah. to go downtown at this point. And the bars like that are there will get so crowded that it's you might as well just go downtown. Yeah. Um I'm glad I graduated before. I that. think like
0: Short North is definitely the escape you and I have talked about this a little bit but this like short north is changing Mm -hmm. so I really hope that I kind of hope that campus students like continue to go to short north to just like keep it alive um because people who typically would go to short north like you and I are not going there right now
1: yeah I think they are I think it's gonna I think OSU is like creeping closer and closer and closer to short north because now they're all the way at king it's gonna be no time before like that transition from campus to the short North is like nothing.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Where the Kroger is. Yeah.
1: If you know, you know. Love All it. right. Um, so something that
0: I saw that was really cool, there's a new mural coming to short North in the arts district. Uh, there's a local artist named Adam Hernandez and he's creating a mural titled be the light, um, on the new Lincoln parking garage. So I think it should, it's like slated to be done in October. And I read, um, from the short north um arts association website that it is the 14th new public art piece in short north arts district this year yeah there's
1: been a lot of new murals coming up that's been like really super nice
0: yeah so i think it's like a nice positive thing and it just helps make columbus pretty i don't know columbus is the new nashville more murals honestly i went to nashville and i wasn't impressed i like columbus better i still need to go on to nashville it's more my style um so on to business this isn't really like a topic we've covered a lot in the past but i thought we'd make its own category because i found this really cool shop online it's not just a shop it's like a website but it's called social ventures and it was actually an ad to me on instagram um but it's a really unique and like interesting like website slash group they support local enterprises which are businesses that intentionally integrate social impact as a non-negotiable component of their business model to people um, they employ or social missions they support. So this social ventures uh, group recently held a week of events to educate, inform, and inspire um, from the social enterprise ecosystem in Ohio. I haven't watched any of like the recorded content, but I definitely want to check it out and the thing that really stuck out to me is they recently introduced these like impact boxes which are boxes of multiple different um, local social ventures like Hot Chicken Takeover uh, 11th Candle which employs women who were previously part of like a sex trade or were previously like survival sex workers and employs them making candles instead which is super cool Um, and as we know Hot Chicken Takeover employs previously incarcerated people. Um, Roosevelt Coffee was on that list and I actually didn't know this but they have a lot they have a large clean water initiative so um their sales go to help support clean water in Ohio um storehouse tea which isn't a brand that I was familiar with and growler dog bones which I forget they had a really unique like business model but essentially these like impact boxes um have goods from all these different local Columbus or like Central Ohio businesses that are not only local but doing really cool things to give back to the um, community. Community, right? So I thought it'd be a really cool idea, like a gift idea for uh, anyone who likes supporting local or supporting with a cause, because you get like cool things and you get to try out different um, small businesses.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, put that on
0: my list. Yeah, me too. I think of I know. I think I know someone who would like that for Christmas gifts. Gift, or like a holiday gift,
1: hmm yeah. Yeah. It's like an important like reminder too, not to plug politics because we did that last episode, but like voting with your wallet is very important. So supporting businesses that support things you support right. is awesome. And this is a great way to find some businesses that support things that you're like, Oh yeah, I yeah. would
0: like to support that. Right. And the um the impact boxes that they had were kind of customizable. Like they have five different options, but you could also add things to your box or change things. They even had like masks that were made locally and um had some cool story behind it so um and if you didn't want one of their like boxes they have tons of other content and ideas and brands recognized on their site so start yeah there.
1: check it out i already have it open in a new tab to look at after we <laughs> finish finished <Awesome>. podcasting <laughs> Anyway, do we want to get into some sports content? Yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, the Reds and Indians both sucked. Uh, that Reds didn't even score one run in the playoffs. They no. both lost in two games because it was a best out of three. So, like, if you lose two, you're done. So they're done. Reds are out. So, so the Reds are out and the Indians are out. They're both oh, that lost. was two games in a row. That was very short lived. Yep. So that is um, that sports news. The other sports news I have is Justin Fields who, Laura, pop quiz, who is Justin Fields? He's an athlete. Is he
0: a football
1: player? Yes. For
0: the, I'm going to say he was an OSU athlete and he got drafted by the um, Cleveland team that stinks. Um, Not the, not the Browns. (laughs) The other one. What's the other one? Not the Browns the Bengals bangles, the Bengals
1: no but you are thinking that Joe Burrow was a former Ohio State player but That's more I notably was... played for LSU but Justin Fields is um, Ohio State's quarterback first. okay so he
0: hasn't like graduated he hasn't, yet he
1: hasn't graduated what, what, yet I'm
0: just like I'm just foreseeing that he will graduate and then he'll be the first draft pick and then because the Bengals still suck well i mean didn't
1: the Bengals win a game no they lost the rounds whatever he'll be on the Bengals one day i'm sure one day one day play this back in <laughs> 10 years when he is on the Bengals. No, he's vegan now. So that's kind of interesting. I think you see a lot of athletes eating more plant-based, which is cool. And I don't know if Justin Fields will actually graduate because he's a junior now and he'll probably go to the draft this year. So we'll see if he he graduates, but I hope he does. And I hope he eats a lot of vegetables. good for him. him. Yeah. Got to drink that. I was going to say nut milk,
0: but you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, I saw something interesting. OSU budgeted $3.5 million for COVID testing, PPP, and medical equipment for their staff through the end of the
1: fiscal year. Is this their staff that's like just their athletics staff or is this like all staff? This is just athletic. It said OSU budgeted $3.5
0: million for P- um, COVID like their athletics department received
1: it. So if you want to know where your uh, tax dollars are going, Ohio, uh, I, I love OSU, but stop doing this sort of stuff. Yeah. uh, I know a lot of OSU nurses who have been, um, treated pretty poorly throughout this whole, um, COVID pandemic and not Received a lot of things. And then for. Well, it just seems so stupid because this isn't even like the whole campus, it's just athletes. And that's what, like, um, I've had this conversation a lot with a lot of people. It's like, I'm very happy for football to be back. And I understand, like, football being very important. And all of that, it does provide a nice sense of normalcy for everyone and gets the economy going in some spots, yada, yada, yada. But it also really bothers me that we, like, just drop everything to put resources towards some student athletes when we have um, kids who are, like, in a lab every day, like, solving for things that are very important. Yeah. So we can get some like third string person to practice.
0: I mean, OSU football is really cool. In fact, it's so cool that some people think that claiming that they're the people who brought it back this year, I think that's a cool enough thing to get them to be president of the United States. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to. That's all I got. That's all all we got. (laughs) Speaking
1: of politics, um, Julia had some news. Oh, if you missed registering to vote because the voter registration end on October. October 5th 5th, in Ohio. So if you missed registering to vote and you listened to Laura just talk about the PPE and (laughs) You know how just bringing football back really just moved you to want to vote um, and you didn't register, you should register to be a poll worker, sign up to be a poll worker. That's an opportunity for yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I actually saw on October 3rd, Andrew Ginther announced that state employees, oh no, sorry, 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 sorry. Andrew Ginther is the mayor of Columbus. So that means city employees can volunteer to work the polling stations on November 3rd, Election Day, without having to use vacation time. So they are getting like a free day. If they want to. Um, And his whole message was he wants to make sure that we are having a safe election, but we're still being engaged in voting. So, yes. And I think he feels that way
1: because he's not up for (laughs) reelection. (laughs) um yeah so basically if you want to volunteer at the polls and just out of the goodness of your heart that is awesome totally do it but you can also get paid to do it so Mm -hmm. if if just doing it to you know support your civil duty and get on in on that action that voting fun election time action um you can also get paid for it as well that's true so
0: food Um for thought so, one other thing I just wanted to add while we're talking about voting is the day we're recording this is Tuesday, October 6th, which is the first day that uh, early voting started in Ohio. And I have to say that for the first time in three years, eight months, and however many days, I feel like I have hope. Like, I just reading all these news stories today about um, people lining up early to go vote. Like, there were people in Columbus and I read in Cincinnati that showed up at like four or 55 a.m. just to like stand outside early voting didn't open till 8 a.m. but they went to their local um, election offices and they were just excited there were people that had socially distant parties in the parking lots giving out free food just like really encouraging their communities to come out and, and vote um, use their voice and I don't know it just excited me um, it's estimated that like hundreds of thousands of people voted today I saw a number that was like 250,000 people potentially voted in person today which is awesome. Um, and I also saw that 2 million people in Ohio requested a mail-in ballot this year, which is double how many requested in the uh, 2018 election. So I think that, I hope that voter engagement will be up and that um, everything will go smoothly, both in-person voting and mail-in ballot. Retweet on that. So that was exciting. Anyway. But I'm also like a <laughs> politics nerd a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can move into something we, we are both very interested in, which is food. Oh, and, talk to me about food, Julia. Yeah. I can't remember if we talked about this last week. I don't or think we did. Via, just via text. Um, But Mission Coffee, which if you follow us on Instagram at CBuscast, I get a lot of coffee from Mission Coffee lately because their draft lattes are so phenomenal. Oh,
0: I want to clarify really quickly. When we say draft latte, they are like making these coffees and like putting them in a keg keg and then they like they tap it and I, I think they might add like a little bit of carbonation or something there's no alcohol in them though my mom called me and she's like you guys always talk about alcohol and I'm like she's so, like alcoholic like coffee and I'm like No, no 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 a draft latte is just like coffee in a keg there's no alcohol in it (laughs) it's
1: a latte made in bulk and served out of a draft anyway continue um they're really good they did like a vegan maple donut coffee thing this weekend i'm gonna have to i can like walk to the annex from my house i'm gonna oh so good so tell us Uh, the sad news oh the sad news is there well it could be sad it depends on how you look at it they're not reopening their short north location um i've only really been to their annex um So I can't say. Their short north
0: location was like kind of cool. It was in a garage and I had a big garage door and like nice days. I would open it and you could just kind of sit inside outside. But Mm. the annex is a super cool location.
1: It's in like Italian village, but it's right off of it's it's right next to Fox in the snow. Yeah. So um, I would say go to Fox in the snow for pastries and then go to mission coffee for coffee. (laughs) But right now they're um, like the benefit of being there is there's like some free parking there. They can do like curbside pickup a lot easier. Um and they're just gonna continue to use that as their headquarters. And you can see like all of their beans. Yeah, they roast all their beans back there, back there too. All their- So they're going to kind of look for a new spot. But for now, that is where they're going to be. So that's awesome. That's good. Um, Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I don't like Fox and the Snow Coffee. I I don't either. That's why I said... I know. I know. You said that, but I
0: just wanted to like reiterate that. I think it's trash. Every time I get it, it burns my tongue and it tastes like nothing.
1: Oh, the other thing I will say also, I share this on our um, Instagram story today, but Land Grant is doing their um, anniversary beers. Mm -hmm. So they're doing different collaborations with... With, uh, local restaurants and Love places. Love to see it. Love to so see it. So they're doing one with Buckeye Donuts and it's going to be like a coffee donut ale or something along those lines. And at first I was like, ah, oh, Buckeye Donuts, yes. But then I was like coffee because Buckeye Donuts coffee is not great, <laughs> um, which is why it's perfect that it's across from the Dunkin' Donuts because then you get Dunkin' Donuts coffee and then Buckeye Donuts donuts because we all know Dunkin' Donuts donuts aren't good, but they are not using Buckeye Donuts coffee for the this um beer they're using stuffs so they're using like stuffs and like Buckeye but it's in collaboration with Buckeye Donuts anyway it looks really good and I need it well we'll make sure you get it then Julia thank you um oh did you put this one
0: in here or did I Preston's Burgers opening in North Market oh I put that in there I Um, read that I read that and then I think North Market a lot of you because I went to Preston's one time and their you didn't like it, but I their didn't. current location is just so weird to me. It's like in a gas station, but it's like a bar with like pool. It's in Woodlands. It's not that weird. I don't know. I don't understand Woodlands, I guess. Oh, I
1: love Woodlands, but okay. Just,
0: okay. But anyway, they're, I'm sure that their
1: North Market location is going to be awesome. Yeah. So that's super exciting. And they have great cheese curds. I haven't had their cheese curds.
0: If you haven't had Preston's, curds. maybe wait until the North Market location opens because their current one is kind of weird.
1: I like Woodlands. Woodlands is a fun time. I don't I don't know if they're currently. I thought it,
0: I walked in thinking it was going to be like a sit-down restaurant. Oh, yeah. Well. I think that's that was why your first I had- mistake. I know. And it's like a, you walk up to the window and order up. I just think the North Market makes like so much more sense for them.
1: Yeah, I think they'll do great there.
0: Anyway, one other thing that I wanted to add while we're talking about food and beer is Brewdog Franklinton has a new pop-up micro sober bar. I don't really know how to describe it and I don't have a ton of info. I actually reached out to BrewDog on Instagram and asked them for like a little bit more information. Um, I just saw it, like my friend sent me a snap and they had a picture of it as well on their uh, Instagram, but like no, no info. It looks like they saw my message and they did not respond. They left me on read. BrewDog, if you're listening, what the heck is up with your micro sober bar? It's like a little trailer, like a little like tiny house. And it says sober as a mother foo on it. And it said, world's smallest alcohol-free bar. And it's outside their Franklinton location. I don't, I don't know. Anything. I can't. I wonder
1: I- if they serve like non-alcoholic versions of brew dog beers or if they're serving like soda or I don't know. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Maybe cause... they're trying to keep it mysterious because they
0: want us to talk about it and they want you to go. So if you, um, you know, are curious to learn more about this, then maybe go check it out. But I don't yeah. have any more information than that. Well, that's at least something. Yeah. And then the only event I had this weekend is the uh, Black Art in the Park is this Saturday in Goodale Park from 2 to 6 p.m. It's been on my calendar since we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I might be in Gatlinburg this weekend, but if I'm not, I will definitely be at Black Art in the Park. Yeah, cool. I think that's it. Yep.
1: All right. That's a wrap on Columbus. Bye. Bye.